0: All right, what's up, everyone? What's up? You are now listening to episode
1: ten, right? Of on no loops. You, you, you lost count. I, you know,
0: because <laughs> we have so many.
1: You know, I just yeah yeah. It um, is episode number ten. We are officially in double digits. Whoa! That's right. Woohoo! Um,
0: we are also officially now on iTunes. Yes. So if you go to iTunes and just do a search for on no loops, uh, we're in the music category. And uh, yeah, so check us out there. We're, we're I guess we're like a real boy now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and then a couple other notes in regards to that: um, if you are not uh, of iTunes interest, uh, we are on other uh, platforms, including Podcast Republic. Uh, I think we're on Google Play and, and a few other places. Just search for us; you'll find us. Yeah, wherever you get podcasts,
0: we're probably there. And if we're not, let us know. And we'll, we'll work that out. Um, and yeah, I guess this is the part where we tell people to rate, subscribe, and download. Because that's what you yes. do when you have a podcast. Yes! So, so Make p- some comments. Tell us we suck. Yeah, yeah. So, so people can do that now, so do that. <laughs> and... Uh, all right, so uh, let's. I guess we can just get into this episode, unless you have anything you want to talk about.
1: Anything going on in your life you want to you want to mention? <laughs> anything going on in my life? Yeah. Did I, did I bump into any random rappers? Sure. Uh, did I get into a rap beef on the way here? Uh, um, no, I don't think anything has happened. Um, I mean, I know that uh, it's starting to warm up, and as it warms up, usually the the really good music starts to come out. Hmm. So. Um, I'm happy about that. I'm getting yeah. excited about some albums coming out. Um, but nothing going on that I can think
0: of. What okay. about you? Um, no, not really. Just that um in my gym they're starting to play shitty music again. I'm oh, not happy about
1: Shitty that. music? What what <laughs> shitty music? What what?
0: Like they like for a while they had been like when, like at first they were playing this really just really like top forty teeny bopper, high pitched. Singing about love and bodies and shit and and uh, you know, but then they switched it. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, the song, you know, I want your body, I love your body, touch my body, that kind of shit. But um, they've switched it. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> they they switched it to a radio station where they would play like a mixture of like rap, like like good respectable rap and like like classic rock occasionally like okay. soul classics I was like this is cool this is music for like adults right but then <laughs> like recently yeah like recently they switched back to the other station so now it's just all
1: shitty music baby,
0: touch me baby and that kind of shit it's, it's annoying but um but so it's that's, got a beat to it yeah <laughs> that's what counts I, I guess they could find some upbeat shit that isn't shitty music shitty music yeah, shitty music. yeah. <laughs> But anyway, that's enough of that. Um, let's get into this episode's topic because we're gonna be here a while. All right. Um, so this is again, if you, if you've been listening, this is the third and final installment of our uh, trilogy about uh, female MCs.
1: Yes, that's right. Love to the ladies. Yes,
0: yes. Just in time for April, um, National Showers Month. <laughs> so so get your showers. Uh, all right. So let's just let's just let's, let's just go in. Uh, so. Uh, there's a number of women who we didn't mention over the past two episodes. I wanted to uh, quickly go over some misses of the misses, some misses of the misses. Yes, yeah. um, so you got um, Anquette, who was now I believe Anquette is one woman, but they were always pictured as, as a trio. I think the other two women were just I guess it's like Sade, where uh, <laughs> you know it's yeah. like the band and the actual name person. of the art of the person, <laughs> but um. But yeah, so they put out an album on uh, Luke Skywalker Records in 1988 uh, called Respect. Um, you probably the only song you might know from that is the record Janet Reno, which is in fact dedicated to uh, Janet Reno, who was the uh, who was America's first um, attorney general, first female attorney general. <laughs> Pardon me. Yeah, she's not that old. Um, well, she's passed away recently, but. Um, she, she was also, at that, at that time, she was the state attorney of Florida, and she had, had enacted this law that was, you know, very tough on men who were skipped on their, uh, their, uh, child support. Uh-huh. So, they dedicated a song to her, saying, men, if you fuck up, Janet Reno's coming for your money. Janet Reno. So, that was that. And actually, I believe Luke, uh, Uncle Luke, Luke Skywalker wrote, like, a, after, after she passed, he wrote, like, a little dedication to her, like, like, on his website. So, nice. Uh, shout out to Miami. Um, then you have Choice, I guess, kind of sticking in the South, if you consider Florida to be the South. Uh, you got uh, Choice, was a rapper on uh, Rap A Lot Records. And she first uh, appeared on a joint on Willie D's album Controversy called I Need some Pussy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, very frank. Yeah, uh, yeah. Know.
1: So overall, she's pretty frank. She I is. mean, you got The Big Payback, which was a very frank diss. Well, actually that's the album, excuse me. Well yeah, the
0: album is big payback and the
1: the, the, the record is payback. Yeah, which is a very frank disc record, yeah. which actually is pretty hard. It's hard. It's hard. Um <laughs> it's pretty hard. Where she's going in on easy E, uh, NWA, Ghetto Boys, too short. Yeah. I mean, wow, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, what's interesting about it too is I, I don't think this has been confirmed, but she sounds a hell of a lot like Willie D on that record. Mm-hmm. So I believe that it's possible that willie d was writing for her which is funny because she disses willie d on the song and the ghetto boys so but i, I don't know if that's true or not uh, but it, it does sound like willie d's style for sure mm. but um and then she had another song on there called cat got your tongue which is exactly what you think it's about uh, <laughs> which is interesting because i mean it's 89 we're talking 89 choice is definitely a pioneer as far as like raunchy female rap um, yeah, 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 maybe one of the first, if not the first, she was really right up there with LaShawn. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. But even, yeah, and even, but even harder way harder than, than LaShawn. <laughs> LaShawn was doing in '89. Yeah, but, um, but, um, yeah, so then she followed that up, uh, with an album called Stick and Move in 1992 with a very uh, provocative, uh, album cover. Um, you know, and uh, she had the joint HIV positive, which was. I guess you could say it's like a—it's a record, to, you know. It's, it's still like a hardcore record, but she's basically saying, you know, protect yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, this—this this definitely was a time that people were getting wiser. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, and then she kind of faded out. I, she disappeared after that. I have no idea, I have no idea what she's up to, what she's doing since. Um, and then you got uh, Shazzy. So Shazzy um, was on Electro Records. Dropped an album in uh, in uh, 1990 called Attitude. Uh, Hip-Hop Rhapsody. Now, the original title of the album was high, The High Priestess of the New Funk, which I just found amusing. Uh, um, <laughs> it's a new funk. Yeah, High Priestess. But, um, yeah, she uh, her album was was, was main, mainly produced by Simulated Dummies, you know, da- Dante Ross and them. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, most people, if they're, fam- if they're familiar with Shaz- Shazzy at all, it's because of the joint uh, Jigaho, which um, had a very popular remix by the Beat Nuts, Again, this is '90s. so this is early Beat Nuts. But um right. that record was was a big record. But if you bought the album you might be disappointed because the version on the album is not that it's not the one that you actually was looking for. Yeah.
1: Um They wanted you to buy a single.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um she kinda disappeared for several years and then came back in ninety four with the she had the song and video, Gettlesburg Address. Um now she came back so she came back with that With had the B-side Stones Walls and then she had another 12-inch called Pass Another Bag which was produced by Pete Rock and then the B-side called Pump My Brother which was produced by Rock Wilder now these songs are all these songs are bad like they're not good (laughs) songs like like, and she I, I guess she got caught up she got caught up in the same thing that a lot of rappers got caught up in which was she really tried to be hardcore. Like she changed her, like she tried to like deepen her voice, and was, was you know you know um, just her image was like completely different on her first album. She was kind of like regal, and then this album she's just like you know it, just a harder scene and you know yeah. yeah.
1: A lot of people in the early to mid '90s, especially on the on the East Coast, yeah, it it just came about because that was. The money maker, yeah, know, and people were just thinking that that's what the gold mine would be, yeah, and the image changed, yeah. I
0: mean, I guess kind of like MC Light, but MC Light was still able to make good records, yeah, whereas she did not, unfortunately. <laughs> and and so, I, my guess is that's the reason why her second album was never released just because the songs didn't generate any buzz because they were no good, but um, I don't know, um, so that's Shazzy, um, and then you have uh, Tam Tam who is extremely obscure, I will straight up I'll say that. I'll admit that. Uh, she was from Boston. Um, she had like like a, kind of like a New Jack Swing uh, sound. Um, she had the, the album "Do It Tam Tam." Do in, it Tam Tam. In 1991, with the song "Do It Tam Tam." Do it Tam Tam. Do it, do it Tam Tam, do it. Oh, do it Tam Tam. You might remember that uh, from <laughs> from MTV. Um, the video was it, it was basically my prerogative. Like you know, she was on stage with a with a band, and you know some some dudes playing playing the guitar, and she had the cordless mic with in the face mic. But um, yeah. Uh, the only other thing about her was that uh, there's actually an electronic press kit, an EPK, on YouTube that is a half an hour, and um, it actually features interviews with uh, Bobby Brown, who I'm guessing was just around the studio, and they were just like, "Hey, can you talk about our artist?" And he's like, "Yeah, how much you paying me?" Uh, that's my guess. But anyway, he, he talks about her on there. And what was really interesting is that her choreographer in 1991 was uh, Free. A, uh, free from uh, 106 and Park and, and Patriots fame. Uh, so that was interesting. Because, you know, I mean, 1991 is pretty early. And she was already, like, deep in the industry. Making moves. Yeah. Um, so then you have uh, even more obscure. You have the Honeys, aka Little Honeys.
1: Little Honeys. Um,
0: they, they were they were like like these were like young girls who were in a they had like a singing slash rap group. They kind of did both. Um, I only remember this because they had a video that got play on Video Vibrations. It was called. This is 1991. It was called How Low Can You Go? And it was a response to ABC's uh, Aisha, where they basically had a woman, a, a girl, I guess at that time, was saying. Like she was Aisha and she was kind of like saying like, yeah, you can't rap to me because Motherfucker, I'm Aisha. And that's that. So, did they say No, no, it was not. It, that's that's how I hear it in my head. But no, uh, it was, well,
1: pretty much. They were they were very young. Just a random reach to try to make money yeah. off the of fame, which, which, which you see
0: a lot of. A lot of the whole response. Right? I feel like it was almost more common around amongst women to do that. Like to kind of get their foot in. They would like Yeah, some, and some
1: it was kind of silly. And 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 I. I just I don't know. It, it it seemed weird to try to make that movement to, yeah. to, to to answer a record that nobody brought you into. Right. I mean, there were some times when it actually worked. I mean, you yeah. know, Salt <laughs> and Pepper. Chante, you, you know, Salt and Pepper. But uh, this was probably not one of those times. No,
0: it, no, they they didn't go anywhere. They had like a an album I think. An album called Just Just Chili Mackin. I, yeah, okay, so. <laughs> Um, You got uh, Gamila Shabazz, who is the daughter of Betty Shabazz and Malcolm X. Uh, She was on Big Daddy Kane's uh, Who Am I from the album Taste of Chocolate in 1990, which also featured the hit single All of Me featuring Barry White, which is one of the worst songs ever made. Um, (laughs) Sorry. And then uh, she was also on the record by a group called MMG, who was, they're they're obscure themselves, but they had a record called Too Black, Too Strong in 1991. And then she had a single called uh, Living in a War Zone in 1992 on RCA Records. I've never heard the record, but I remember seeing ads for it in the source. That's really why I remember her name, because I remember seeing the ads for it. But the single featured uh, Ice Cube, uh, the aforementioned MMG, Grand Poobah,
1: somebody named Mr. Biggs, and Me Fi Me. You remember Me Fi Me? Me five me. I don't know why that sounds familiar. Um but no, I can't okay. say that I do.
0: Okay. That's he, he was a guy who sang like he he had a guitar and he was kind of like this acoustic folk rapper. It was acoustic. Something something like that. Yeah. Um anyway, <laughs> hey, you moving on. I would remember that. <laughs> maybe, maybe when we do like the the most obscure rapper episode, we'll, we'll, we'll him on there um, <laughs> light bulb yeah yeah <laughs> That's interesting. look for that episode in 20, uh, 20. Uh, so, um, and then we got is either simple e or simply e uh, she was she's apparently from Oakland she had a record called play my funk uh, 1994 she had this really uh I don't know jazzy voice like really soft voice doing this almost like a uh, spoken word type flow which mm-hmm. was kind of you know spoken word and beat poetry was kind of definitely like a, a around thing that around that time and uh yeah it was on the sugar the soundtrack to the movie sugar hill um uh she followed that up with the album uh, called colors of sound in 1994 the album didn't really didn't really hit um uh, she was produced by Dwayne wiggins of uh tony yeah. tony tony she
1: definitely had some uh board work uh, yeah experts
0: yeah also yeah um alicia He muhammad had one track and mr long had a track on there Uh, She had a single called Blue Jeans, which was actually about blue jeans. Like, it's not a metaphor for life or love. It's a song about her her jeans. It's about a pair of pants. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then, uh, yeah, yeah, vocally, like, on her album, her album is really, it's it's a mix of a lot of different types of sounds she goes from like sounding like jazzy to sounding like you know ladybug mecca and then sometimes sounding like the brat like the way she pronounces her words is like the brat which is kind of weird and then she sings as well and she sounds kind of like kim from total when she sings (laughs) so but yeah that her record label folded fox records folded like because fox records was mainly a soundtrack label and but they put out her album and then yeah
1: she probably got lost in the mix as well yeah i'm sure
0: so um then you got uh shorty no mass uh I think it's No master, No Mas. I, I've heard her say No Mas. No Mas, okay. Um, you probably remember her from Balloon Mind State in 1993, De La Soul. She she was on several albums, several songs on that album, um, most notably In the Woods.
1: You definitely remember her from the Ego Trippin' Part 2 video. Yes, 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 indeed. Um, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, who's that girl?
0: Who's that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who is she? Yeah. Um, and then she, she, had, she was also on uh, The Roots' very first album, Although they'll call it a demo, but it was their first album, uh Organics in ninety three, called on a song called The Session, which is like a twelve minute posse cut.
1: Oh yeah, that was that that was the song where you could take a nap and it's still on yeah. and you wake up. Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> And then she that was she had one single called Like This, uh with the B side You Like My Style in two thousand and two. So almost
1: nine nine years later, but that was pretty much it. Like
0: I don't I have
1: no idea she, she had a mixtape joint that I'm having the worst time trying to find hmm. um where it had a it had a premiere beat actually oh
0: okay but
1: I had it on a old mixtape yeah. and I for the life of me can't find it now but you know that's that
0: okay well yeah she was cool I liked her I, I wish she had come out with like an album or something I do too man but uh
1: she, 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 she definitely had a good flow yeah
0: um uh then you got nefertiti who uh she was from la uh she was down with the whole project blowed scene uh if you're familiar with that um she had a joint uh single called miss of mother nature which uh dropped in 93 on mercury records i remember it because the video and because like it had a really dope uh remix which which again not not the album version but the remix was really dope um and then she put out an album, uh, 1994, called Life, uh, Living in Fear of Extinction. Um, she had production, it was mainly produced by DJ Pooh of, you know, Ice Cube fame, but she also had a production from Diamond D, uh, Guru, and uh, Nikki Nicole, who was a, 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 you know, the rare female rap producer. So, um, she had a follow-up single called Visions of Nefertiti, which had a vocal sample from uh, Rakim. Um, and then she was in the movie Panther, like, one year later. Uh, she she had a pretty big role in that but then she kind of disappeared um and then it was she revealed that she had stomach cancer few, several years ago um but she recovered But she recovered she did recover and yeah uh, yeah she's not really sure what she's doing now but she's living so that's good
1: that's always good yeah. um we got Paula Perry oh yeah part of the Master Ace Incorporated down with Master Ace um you may had have heard her on uh, his Slaughterhouse album and yeah. also in Sitting on Chrome. Uh, she was down with him between '92 and '96. Was she on, or did she come out with a song called Fulton Street? That's Lachey. That's Lachey. That's Lachey.
0: Why do I mix them up? Because they were both down with uh, the uh, Master Ace Incorporated.
1: Well, don't go looking for Fulton Street and thinking it's Paul Perry. No, that's Lachey. And Lachey is a singer. Yes, of course. And his wife. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, She did release a single called Extra Extra in 98 after she had departed uh, Master Race Incorporated. And I don't know what's happened I think since she then. was still with them.
0: I think she was still with them at that point. She was? I think so. Oh, okay. Um, but I think what happened, that album, so she had an album that was supposed to come out. Um, I believe there's a promo, yeah. There's, I believe there's a promo copy of it that goes for like many hundreds of dollars. Oh. Um, like a lot of artists, they just, you know, for yep. some some reason that they didn't get the push and they just didn't release the album.
1: Yeah, um, and they're waiting on that money for some, from somebody buying their rare record. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: um, yeah, she, she had an, she had that extra, extra like gruff voice, she like did. very, very grimy. Not, it, it didn't feel forced. It's just, that's just, I think that was just the way she rapped. Yeah, um,
1: she, she definitely sounded
0: like yeah, New York. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear that album. It's probably got some joints on it. It probably yeah. does. Um, and then you have Mother Superior, another um, another female rapper from Miami. Uh, she had a record called Rock Bottom in 1993, which was like a local independent hit. Um, then um, she... I, the first time i had ever heard of her was in 1996, and she had a, a, a single called Most of All, which was produced by Redman. Um, the video was directed by Jizza. Um, and then her album uh, *Levitation* uh, featured like featured appearances from Redman and KRS-One. Um, it was supposed to come out in 1996, but it, it was never released. Um, it but it was um, like there are promo copies out there in the in the wild. Um, but it will eventually many years later it was available on iTunes it was made available on iTunes so you can buy it now um, <laughs> this is weird it's not on Spotify but it is it is on iTunes for purchase so, so you gotta buy it yeah yeah that's right <laughs> um, and then you have uh, Nuisance from uh, the group she was originally in the group Psychodrama out of Chicago uh, I remember them just because, you know, i listened to Chicago radio in high school. Uh they had a record called Magic in nineteen ninety four, which was huge. In Chicago it was huge. Uh it a bang bang. Um but they, like like <laughs> they had that they, they were kicking that you know, that Midwest double time flow that was Yeah. Like that shoe that was popularized by, you know, Twister and um uh do or die, Anchor Conflict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, and she dropped a self-titled album in 1999, um, and then like I guess a mixtape or an album called "Because I Can" in 2017. Um, but yeah, and that's that's pretty much it. I just that's a, that's a Chicago favorite, so I had to had to throw her in there. She's is
1: she a favorite of yours?
0: Um, well, I wouldn't say a favorite of mine. But <laughs> she, she is a favorite. She she was a favorite of Chicago okay. during that <laughs> during that time. Um. And then you got the five footers, who were a group that were they were originally signed under Warren G. Um, they had a joint called the Heist on the Set It Off soundtrack in '96. They released that as a single, um, and then they never really followed that up. I think they had an album eventually years later, but it was not they were they were not under Warren G. or the I think G Funk Music was his label under uh, Def Jam. But um, yeah, they were like a, it was like a five woman group. Um,
1: I guess I didn't go too far. No.
0: Um, And then you have Jane Doe, who you may remember from uh, Black Stars Twice in a Lifetime. Yes. Off off, off their first album. I remember that that first. Their only album. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And then she was also on that same year, she was on Tribe Called Quest uh, Rock Rock Y'all from the Love Movement. It was like the last song before the bonus tracks. Um, And then she was on the um, the record Tree Never Grown in, in 2000, which was a it was like a, we are the world, um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, uh, we're all in the same gang, uh, self-destruction type, type joint up for the, um, it was, it was off a raucous record they released as a benefit for, um, for Amadou Diallo. Yes. And, um. That's coming to me now. Yeah, yeah. Um. And then she was on. She did a guest spot on Master Ace's "Deary Vet" off of uh, Disposable Arts in two thousand and one. Um, so she had. She had apparently had recorded an album called "The Introduction," which was produced or at least had production by Eighty Eight Keys. Uh, but that that was again not released. Um, and yeah, so I guess you can find some tracks on YouTube. From her.
1: Mm. Well, you have another Jane, Jane yes, Blades. Uh, Jive All Stars, No Stopping in 1998. 1998 yeah. Then you have J A N E meets N O R E off of the Woo soundtrack, yeah. that wonderful uh, Jada Pickett Smith movie. Uh, <laughs> 1998. Was it? Was it not? I didn't say okay. it. And I don't think I would have wanted to. Yeah. Um, then, back in uh, 1999, you had Slow Down featuring Sauce Money off of the Corrupter soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, Get With This featuring Memphis Bleak in 1999. Um, and then a never-released album called Firestarter. Yeah. Um, it was aimed for the mainstream. Yeah um and if you ever saw her or heard her you probably would start thinking of a slightly more famous uh, female mc by the name of eve yeah um so uh that may have contributed to why things didn't work out who knows but yeah. uh but yeah i mean i i don't know what she's doing now and but do. uh yes that was uh jane blaze yeah she
0: was she was with jive i think she was working she was working with faith Newman. And, um... Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, they just I guess they just couldn't make anything happen. But you, you notice there's a pattern where, like, like especially in the late 90s, where they try to introduce artists via soundtracks that are on the same label.
1: Yeah, And then, yeah.
0: you know, they, they might put out... An, they might record an album and then never put it out. It just, you know...
1: Yeah, yeah, they just got that moment on the soundtrack. And, yeah. you know, whenever they replay the movie, if the song made it in there, like, yeah,
0: yeah, listen, that's me.
1: Right. That, that, almost, <laughs> happened, that almost happened
0: to Eve, but Eve was... You know, she was she was able to to uh get a new life with the uh, Rough Riders and yeah. make that happen. So yeah. um next up we have Apani, aka Apani B, AKA a, Bonnie, pony B fly, aka a pony B fly, aka Apani B fly M C. What else is she know Um Um <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> um so she she um the first time you heard her may have been on the track uh with Mr. Complex called Visualize in 19, 1997, so you already know where this is going, very underground. Um she she did background vocals again with Black Star on the joint Hater Players 1998. Um she was she was down with she was in the group uh Polyrhythmatics with uh bj Spinner, uh Mr. Complex and Shabam Sadiq. Um they dropped the album Rhyme Related in 1999 on uh Nervous Records. Nervous Records. Yeah, the home of uh Black Moon and probably other Oh Mad Lion too. Yes, and <laughs> and, and, um, and then um, she, but she was replaced in the group by Ty Phoenix in nineteen in two thousand and seven. Who uh, she had a couple albums of her own. One called Break Glass, and then another one called Half Woman, Half Amazing in uh, two thousand and nine. Um, but but um uh, she you may remember her from the Feral March song The Ass off yeah. of uh, Internal Affairs in ninety nine. And then she she dropped many uh, several several twelve inch singles as as you did if you were an underground rapper from like ninety eight to two thousand and three. Um, she put out an album finally in two thousand and three called Story to Tell. I haven't heard it, but um, I should try to listen to that.
1: I'm sure it's out there. I yeah.
0: mean, if you get access to it, definitely let us know. Yeah. Um. And then she uh she you, you also might remember her from the Victor Vaughn, A.K.A. MF Doom track Let Me Watch from uh the uh the Bill villain album in 2003 um you have silky fine who i apparently she was in a she was in a group called gbm on ruthless records
1: yeah um i never heard them i don't know if i don't think they ever released anything uh not yeah yeah they probably just worked on some stuff and it just never came together yeah. but later on she ended up releasing raw silk in 1998 with the track "Romeo and Juliet" featuring The Chill, The Chill, yes. which... this the same Chill, yes, who who we mentioned in the previous episode,
0: yes, about uh, soundtracks and Compton's Most Wanted, yeah, because he was originally on "Growing Up in the Hood" and then was removed um, when the video came out because he was locked up, but he made his return and he's in a video. <laughs> he's in this video, of "Romeo and Juliet." Uh, this song, I remember being like, "Who the hell is Silky Fine?" because I actually thought so her first video was featuring this guy to chill so i thought that they were a duo because this is the first time i'd ever heard of of her so i was like oh this is a group called silky fine with this hit record and then I, I had never heard them again but um it was actually she is silky fine and uh yeah that song sampled uh renee and angela's you don't have to cry um a couple years later she came out with an independently released album called the come up with a. Uh, it has a terrible album cover I have to say. It's just really <laughs> just really cheap looking album cover but um, um yeah she had a, she had another song on there called uh um your style featuring uh, Snoop and Busybone um uh, which again samples Renee and Angela from the same album uh it samples Your Smile the song that um was sampled for um Junior Mafia's Backstabbers um
1: so yeah that's Silky Fine so next you got the ghetto twins, ghetto twins. from the Nolia, Yeah. yeah. New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, the twin sisters started uh, as a duo in 1991. Um, their first album was actually in 95, Surrounded by Criminals on Big Boy Records. Yeah. And then they made their way to Rap-A-Lot. Rap-A-Lot. Right? And, yeah. And then it came they came out with In That Water in 1997 mm-hmm. off of Rap-A-Lot. Um, their standout album first of two uh was their third album no pain no gain 98 it was their most successful album it broke the top 200 um and then you get to uh their fourth album which was uh got it on my mind mm. now this was in 2001 by this time you 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 noticed that there was a slight style switch where they really were starting to grunt <laughs> and um they seemed to liken themselves to a mystical Um, you definitely probably could have grouped them in with, the the Rough Riders. Um, but, uh, overall throughout their albums, they were pretty blunt on some of the things that they talked about. They definitely, uh, spit with their whole chest. Like I like to say, (laughs) which is, you know, you're not mumbling, you're not talking behind the beat. You're not just halfway there. They just spit it hard. Yeah. Um, yeah you know there there you listen to got it on my mind there's definitely a um good music production and you have song separation i've mentioned that many times before Mm. but that really sets an album off for me and you know (laughs) um there there's there's some funny songs on there there's some interesting songs on that album but uh definitely uh check them out if you don't know them already yeah, they remind me. I just remember. I remember seeing their albums whenever I would go
0: like like shopping or whatever. Whenever I would, whenever I go to the music store, I remember seeing their albums. They always stuck out to me because they. I mean, they had that. They definitely had that kind of pen and pixel style. But it was two of them, and they're twins. It's like, oh, that's different, right? But um, um, when you listen to their music, it definitely it sounds very much like New Orleans. Yeah, like, like it,
1: it's it's very New Orleans sounding. You you definitely can feel it. Yeah, you can feel it. Yeah. Ah, uh, there was a. Quick note from Paula Perry that I missed. What's that? Um, Well, Paula's jam, of course, in 1996. um, That definitely was during the time that she was with um, Master Ace, hanging out with Master Ace. And that extra, extra track, that was produced by Premiere. Yeah. Um, She did have an unreleased album in 98 called Tales from Fort Knox. Yeah. Uh, That was on uh, a Motown subsidiary called uh, Mad Sound. Also
0: home of... um...
1: Tra- trends of culture. Ah, yeah. trends of culture. That's right. <laughs> interesting, interesting note to point out. Yeah. yeah.
0: And we're going to stop right there. So we recorded this episode in for about two hours. And we thought that was just a bit too much time to listen to our melodious voices uninterrupted. So we're going to split this episode into two. And so you can join us uh, next time for the exciting conclusion of our history of female MCs. So until next time, uh, peace.